just got a simple thought for you tonight. What gives the church the authority? Who is our authority? Who is the church authority? Go back to uh, the first century church. We've been talking about that. And uh, what, what gave them the authority? What gives us, who gives us authority? What's the authority that we have? Uh, 2 Timothy chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. A pastoral epistle written by Paul. Um, and he's going to give us some good information uh, regarding uh, this, this uh, idea, this thought uh, from 2 Timothy chapter number 3. So let's pray and ask God to help us and then we'll go through the, the text tonight. Lord, I thank you for tonight. Thank you for everyone that's here. Lord, I pray that you'll give me the words to say and the ability to say, Lord, give me clarity of mind be able to speak what you want me to be, what needs to be spoken. Lord, I thank you for your power, your presence. Lord, I, I just ask that you would be felt tonight. Uh, you said, where two or three are gathered in my name. Amen. We know that you can be in our midst. And Lord, I, I pray that you would, uh, you would do that this evening. We love you. Thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. And I left my Bible down here when I was uh, setting the live video up there. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. <clears throat> Think about this as we look at this. You know, uh, we've been... Again, we've been just talking about the first century church, but uh, the same is true for us today. This this is what gave them the authority. is the same thing that gives us the authority uh, to do what we do. What gives us authority? The authority of the church. Second Timothy chapter number 3. And let's begin reading in verse number 13. The Bible says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. <coughs> but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. And it has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So he said that we need to, we need to, uh, continue in those things that have been given to us. Continue to do those things. But watch what it says in verse number 16. Very well known verse. You might, might even be able to quote it. The Bible says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so as we look at this tonight, everything that we do, everything we preach, everything that takes place in this church, you know what gives us the authority? This this right here. You know, if it, if it doesn't say it in here, huh? You know, I, I'm not up here at, I don't need to add to. There is not a, there is not a second, second book that I'm going to come out with and there's not a 67th book I'm writing, you know. It's not an addition to uh, this is our final authority. This is our Holy Scripture. In 
2 Timothy chapter 3, just by way of introduction, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 15, and thou hast, uh, thou from a child, thou hast known what? The Holy Scriptures. So Timothy, he's talking to Timothy. Timothy was taught the Holy Scriptures as a child. What Holy Scriptures is he talking about? He's talking about the Bible. He's talking about the Word of God that was passed down from generation to generation. And here he is, Timothy, being taught by his grandmother, being taught by his mother, the Holy Scriptures of God. And so here we are, uh, you know, 12, uh, 2,000 years later, and we still have the Word of God. The same Holy Scriptures that Timothy was being taught now 2,000 years ago, we still have this Holy Scriptures. The Bible says in Psalms number 119, verse 152, he said, Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. What does that mean? That means the Word of God is forever. And it will stand forever. The Bible says in Psalms 119, verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Even before the word of God was finished, even before revelation was, was the final pen was done, the Bible, the word of God was finalized. It was settled in heaven forever. That was the Bible. The Bible says it's settled in heaven. The word of God has been founded forever. But look at verse number 14. He tells them, but Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. We need to do what? Continue thou in the things which we have learned. The authority that we have is the authority given to us by the word of God and by God. Who gives, who gives the Bible the, the authority? God does. And uh, so as we look at this tonight, there's three simple things. There's three simple things about the authority of the church. Number one is there is inspiration in all of the scripture. There is inspiration in all of the scripture. Now, it is important that we understand this too. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Not some, not just portions of it, but all scripture, and it is important that we know that, that all scripture is, not some of it, but all of it is, all of the scripture is. You know, there's, as you work your way through the scripture, as you work your way from the beginning all the way to the end, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And what does that inspiration mean? It means that God breathed it into existence. Bible says in 2 Timothy, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, for prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. People, men of God, wrote the word of God because they were moved by the Holy Spirit of God. You know, as you as you look at this, this scripture is, is God breathed. And I believe it is Daniel uh, in the book of Daniel. I can't remember the exact scripture text, but Daniel is, is uh, God has given him the words to write. And Daniel says, I don't understand. I don't understand what you're saying, <laughs> but would you explain it to me? And Daniel writes that out in the scripture. But there are times when God, these men of God were just simply writing, not their own thoughts, not their own words, but the words that God gave them to write. 
And we have in our hands a written word of God by God. They took many men. I don't know the exact, I can't remember exactly how many authors there are, but he gave us 66 books of the Bible. Inspired books of the Bible God has given us. And what can we do? This is our authority. You know what? <clears throat> if we don't have an inspired word of God, then what are we doing? If all of if that's right, wasting our time. If if all of it's not true, if some of it is, some of it's inspired, some of it's not, no, it is all inspired by God. All of it is. But if you will know, and you know just like I know in Genesis chapter number three, in Genesis chapter number three, what came along? Here came Satan. The Bible says in verse number four, the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. You know that's a lie. He lied to Eve, but that lie is in the Bible. He, the Bible tells us that he lied. The Bible gives us clear instructions that how the devil attacked Eve. He got her to look at the fruit. He got he lied to her. He 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 uh, he got her to take that fruit and, and eventually to eat the fruit. But as you look at this, uh, this Bible is inspired. Although Satan is going to say that it's not, and Satan will say that it's that it's not true, and Satan will say that it's not inspired, and Satan will say that it's not in, in a preserved Word of God. But we have a preserved Word of God. How is it over 400 years, and we still are holding the exact same Bible they held 400 years ago? This Bible, this English Bible has transformed this world. This Bible has brought people to America to search for freedom of religion. This Bible, they came over with it. You know, this was their Bible. And uh, uh, just as we look at this, this Word of God is inspired by God. This Bible brought us freedom. This brought this Bible... You say, what brought me freedom? Yeah, it brought me freedom. The word of God, the truth shall make you free. That truth made me free when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I'm free. I'm, as the Bible says, I'm free indeed. The Bible is inspired. It inspired all Scripture. Not some, but all Scripture. Not only do we see that it's inspired, inspiration of all the Scriptures, but number two, the necessity of all the scriptures. There's a, there's a necessary thing for all the scriptures. Look in that same verse, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. He again I used the same phrase. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All the way down to Joel and Philemon and all the little books of the Old Testament and all the big books of the New Testament. Every one of it is necessary for our Christian life. Have you ever worked on a puzzle before? What happens if you're missing a piece of puzzle? You can't complete the puzzle. I could, I, I'm not, as I was reading this and studying this, I was very convicted at the, at the thought of of uh, one of the guys I was reading after, he said this. He said, as you go through the Bible, there's many verses and many many books of the Bible that stick out to me. I don't know about you, but there's verses where God spoke to me. And uh, But you know what? There's, Bible, there's 
Bible verses in here that don't stick out to me. There's books in here that I, I, I don't know that I could give you a, a brief preview of. But is all the Bible necessary? Every bit of it is. But we need to make this a necessary book in our life. Every day we ought to seek God's word. Every day we ought to read God's word. Nothing ought to come. Every, every book is important from, the, from Genesis all the way to Revelation and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. And some of those books are harder to read because it's, it is a lot of the law. And, but it's still a necessary part of what takes place in this Bible. If you take one book out, it's an incomplete, it's an incomplete version. If you take one book out, one word out, one, one phrase out, one, one verse out, nah, that don't fit in there. And it's incomplete, just like a puzzle. It's all necessary. It's all necessary. Every book is important to God, all 66. And not only that, but it is a completed word of God. They don't have to add to. We don't need a new, we don't need a new book. We're not writing a new prophecy. It is complete. It is, a, it is the perfect word of God given to us. And uh, it, is, it is necessary for all of us. It's a necessary necessity of all the scriptures. Bible says, uh, Jesus is the one that said it when he was being, I believe when he was being tempted, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This Bible is necessary for Christian life. How am I to do this? Where am I to go here? What am I to say that? The Bible tells us how to do that. I, you know, we, but sometimes, guess what it takes? It takes a little bit of study work. It takes a little leg work for you to be under, understand the Bible and connect Scripture with Scripture. Some of the greatest things of, and some of the greatest tools is uh, on the on, on mine, it's on the on the middle on the middle yes. column here. It's uh, Bible references, and I can take this verse and say, "Wow, okay, well, this refers to this one." But know this: that that, that reference is not is not God inspired, but it is written by man who allows who's who has wisdom and understanding that says, "Well, that verse connects with this verse and this verse," and it allows us to understand the Bible more if we just connect Scripture with Scripture and allow the Word of God. Now, I, I heard a preacher say this: the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. The Bible will explain itself. You can take you can take one scripture out and make a uh, and, and pervert it and, and and make a doctrine all by itself. You can if you want to take scripture out of context, but that's why it's so important to stay true to what the Bible says. And it is a necessary thing for all for for us as Christians as a church. The authority of our church comes from this Bible. And it's a very necessary item. Inspira inspiration of all the scriptures. A necessity of all the scriptures. And lastly, and I'm done, is the sufficiency or the sufficient of all the scriptures. You mean, what, you, what do you mean by that? He is enough. He is everything we need. And so is the Bible. If God is everything we need, then the Bible is everything we need. Because who, what is Jesus Christ? He is the word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. 
So the Bible is God. And so when we allow God to be our sufficiency, he's enough for us. He takes care of our problems. He's there in our storms. He's there in the middle of everything. He's there when we're struggling. He's there on our mountaintops. He's there in our valleys. He's there in everything. This Bible can be the same for us. And it, and it can be. And it ought to be when we're having a down day. We ought to have a verse of scripture that we can go to and that can cheer us up and can rev us up. Hey, God is my refuge in a time of storm. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. The Bible, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And God has given those words of God to encourage us, to, to, uh, to help us. What does it say in this verse? He says, this scripture is given for doctrine so that we know what to believe and reproof so that I can get things right and correction so that I can straighten my life up and instruction in righteousness. This Bible is to help instruct me and to encourage me. And we are to help each other out. But then verse number 17 ends. He says that the man of God may be perfect. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that I that the man of God would be sinless or the man of God would never sin again. He says that this Bible is, is profitable, which means it's, it's good for me. It'll help me with my doctrine. It'll help reprove me. It'll help correct me. It'll help instruct me. But it's all that it might make me perfect. What do you mean perfect? Perfect. A complete crystal. Balanced in every area of my life. And sometimes we're out of balance. Sometimes we're out of balance. Not on purpose. I don't think, I don't think we do it on purpose. But sometimes we get that way. But God's word is for us to help us. And then he says this at the end of that verse. He says, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Do you know why God wants us to have this Bible? Do you know why this Bible is, is important, is inspired? Word of God and it's necessary and it's sufficient. Because this Bible will help us become the Christian that God intended for us to be and will help us to walk the way that God has intended us to walk. Is God enough? Yes. Is he sufficient enough? Yes. Then this Bible should be sufficient enough too. And it is a necessity. What, what would happen to you if you didn't eat for a couple weeks? What? You said what? You'd be skinny. You'd be skinny. Yeah. If I didn't eat, I'd probably lose weight real good. Just so you look, you're already saying you look bad now? I look bad. If you went a couple weeks without food, you'd You'd really be hungry. I've had hungry. I had a friend of mine that went forty days with a, he fasted and prayed for forty days. He you know would uh, do like a smoothie or something like that to to help with nutrients and stuff. But man, I I've never went that long. I've went a couple of days, but that's at the end of those you know two days, man. I was starving. I was ready to eat. But but as Christians, sometimes we'll go. 
you know, two, three days, four days, five days without ever being at the book and reading. See, what does God have for me today? Because to be honest, three meals a week, four meals a week ain't enough. Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That, that's not enough. That's not enough to sustain our life. It's enough to keep us afloat, but it's not enough to get us where God wants us to be. And no matter where we're at, no matter who, who, who we are, preacher uh, or no preacher, we need the Word of God perfecting us. We need the Word of God working in us. Is this... Is... Is this Bible a necessity in your life? No. This Bible is inspired, it's a necessity, and it's sufficient. Now, there are times in our life we don't understand one thing that's going on. But we can reach to our Bible and have something that's solid. And tell us mm -hmm. the truth. That He is our refuge. Mm -hmm. He is our strength. He is our refuge. I mean, just and all the scriptures that you like. Scriptures that encourage you. That's for us. But that's our authority. This is our authority. The Bible says it. That's it. It doesn't matter, right? I hope. I pray. We'd make this Bible precious to us. It's important to us. It's important to our lives. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. Thank you for letting us gather together tonight. Lord, I pray that you've used me in spite of me. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's here.